G'day legends and welcome back to the Wed Talk podcast, the podcast for the laid back lovers. I'm Riley and as always, I've got Geordie here with me. How are you this morning, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Not too Excited bad. This one. Yeah, this is this is going to be a good one. This is one that we were hoping to get on sometime throughout um, our little podcast journey and to have him on early um, is awesome. The, the knowledge that this this person has um, is second to none and he really leads the way in the industry. Um, so the the main person we are talking to today is none other than Mr. Rick Liston, uh, one of the goats when it comes to photography in the Yarra Valley area and back-end workflows. Uh, the man's just, the way he goes about his work is second to none. He's a multi-award-winning photographer and mostly... Most of all, he's a husband and a dad first. We can't wait to get stuck into this one uh, and pick this man's brain. Absolutely. Let's get stuck in. All right. Welcome back to the Wed Talk podcast. We have a very special guest today. We have the goat of all things weddings, Mr. Rick Liston. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Thank you so much. <laughs> I was a bit delayed there, but there it is. <laughs> oh, I said to Geordie after the last potty oh, when we rude. listened to, I was like, Rick said he wanted the siren. <laughs> so I was like, we're getting him the siren. <laughs> uh, I was actually on YouTube. But I was actually trying to find it last night. I was like, I couldn't find it on like any of our epidemic sounds or anything. I was like, then I just YouTubed it. Stole it off YouTube, snipped uh, it out, and then it. chucked it in. Love it. You can see how much I love it. I went to do yeah. the audio myself. <laughs> uh, no, oh. We pay attention. We pay attention. Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much for jumping on and uh, having a chat today with us, mate. We've um, been big fans of yours pretty well since day dot. So to have you on um, and take your time out of your precious day, we all know how you like to spend your time and how you're very particular with what you do. So we really appreciate you jumping on. Um, and yeah, we're excited for this one because our heads are buzzing after we listened to the last potty <laughs> that you were on. Um, I don't think we slept for two days, just ideas and whatnot that come to our mind. So through. I don't think we're going to sleep again tonight, but that's fine. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, boys, um, one of the ways I do love to spend my time is man, chatting to legends. Right? So human connection is one of the most important things that, uh, that I think we can we can do. So this is always going to be an amazing use of my time. Thank you very much for jumping on and uh, and shooting the uh, <clears throat> shit. Uh, the, uh, yep, we can swear. We can swear <laughs> on this podcast. It's fine. There's no holds barred on here. <laughs> but we're not taking into account my, my daughter's swear jar here, okay? So it's oh, okay. expensive for me. All right. Well, if we do let some slide, we'll um, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll Should we'll send you the, uh, the bill, mate? Yeah, yeah. Send yeah, yeah. Voice, yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. So how's things been, mate? You've been uh, obviously um, just the end of wedding season now, coming to a close. How's it, how's it all going? Um, God, I feel like I've been saying this every year, but I feel like it's just been the best year uh, for me. So far, every year I know I'm learning more and more about myself, uh, prioritizing more and more the things that I want to be spending my time doing. Um, and a big part of um, buying myself more time is that I've been putting it back into myself, my health, um, my happiness, and loving that uh, loving that process. Um, so, yeah, just feeling the best I've felt man, physically, mentally, uh, emotionally in years, um, very few stress level things now, so many things that I've got to look forward to. 
Um, so yeah, anyway, feeling feeling fantastic, boys. That's awesome. awesome. Health so is wealth. Pete, yeah, health is wealth, dude. It is. Uh, it is. I mean, it's 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 obviously it's so much, and that's something I think we often neglect in our line of work is uh, is the tax on our health when we do. Mm overwork, spend too much time doing something. And it's not just the, the health that we're missing out on right now, but it's the decades that are going to follow by not looking after ourselves. And so that can actually legitimately impact, you know, our ability to be able to play with our grandkids, pick up our own shopping bags. If we're not spending that time getting the great nutrition, looking after our bodies, um, all that stuff. So, so it's never too late, but, uh, but you just have to, you know, factor in the remaining life that we have on this mm-hmm. planet um, and, and make sure that it stays a priority because you cannot afford not to look after yourself. 100%. Absolutely. Well, I think um, so, we'll get into the back end of how you do all that now, but I think to start, Geordie might have uh, some quick... Yeah, so obviously um, we haven't touched on who exactly is Rick Liston. So if you just want to give basically the brief rundown version of who Rick Liston is just to our, our audience out there. Um, yeah, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a dad, I'm a, uh, I'm a husband, uh, I'm a mate to my mates, um, and I also run a wedding photography business um, and a, another business called Wedding Workflows that, uh, that helps wedding professionals um, try to spend more of their time doing the things they love. Um, I'm someone who is absolutely tenacious with how I spend uh, my one wild and beautiful life, um, and I try to focus my time on the things that I do well. Um, and a lot of that is recognizing what I don't do well, what somebody else could be doing for me, um, what my couples would get more out of me spending my time doing. So I'm making sure they're having a better day um, with a person that's, uh, I don't know, fresh and energetic and and loves, uh, loves being in their zone of genius, loves helping them out. Um, rather than on stuff that drains me. Basically, yeah, always moving towards the things that light me up and away from the things that drain me. Awesome. Love it. So who is Rick away from weddings? So obviously most of the podcasts and that we've listened to, you know, it's all about weddings and, you know, um, the things you've done. But who, who are you away from weddings? What do you like to do? What do you like to, you know, what are your hobbies? So mate, walking out that front door, um, hiking boots on, uh, wilderness, being with friends, um, travel, exploring, being on my mountain bike, uh, my fall drive, um, and camping fires, like, you know, stuff that doesn't actually take that much income, but it does take time and dedication. And so basically Mm -hmm. I like detaching myself from, uh, from work. I do love my work when I'm doing it, but also love my time away from it. And so, um, if that's, Going camping with uh, with my daughter, going for walks with my wife, traveling to new places that uh, that definitely lights me up. Um, so I had the fortune of spending my twenties doing a lot of exploring, meeting as many people around the world as I uh, as I could, and trying different stuff. Um, and now this last decade has certainly been based around uh, my family, making sure that my my daughter has, a, I guess, the the upbringing that uh, that I had. Um, and that I'm enjoying those years with her. Um, she's not too too many years away now from uh, probably never wanting to talk to me again. Um, <laughs> so making sure that uh, the most of that. I got to see her run a cross country uh, race yesterday. Um, and yeah, man, it's just see, seeing her achieve her goals is yeah. um, and find out things about herself that she never knew um, is about as good as it gets for me. 
That's awesome. As a recent dad myself, I've got a few questions lined up for uh, <laughs> and, a, and I've got a daughter as well. So even more specific to your line of work and how Raising Girls, up. man. If you read the yeah. Raising Girls in the 21st Century, there's a book uh, I highly recommend it. I can't afford not to read it. Note it down. <laughs> there's quite a few after I'm um, <laughs> just learning as we go. So <laughs> it's the uh, no, it's 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 it really opens up your world and your your outlook on life once. You know, you obviously have your own your own children, so especially with the business as well. Because now I find like she's only five weeks old, but since five weeks ago, my mindset has completely changed. Like I'm just like I can't be spending full days on the computer now. Like I've got to break up my day, so now I'm prioritizing tasks that must be done, and those ones that I'm like I would normally do that just are time wasters. I'm just like not nah, done. Like I can palm that off to someone else or. Um, you know, they're not important. So um, Dude, 100%. so glad to hear like you can attend your daughter's cross country. Like not many people can say, you know, that most people would say I'm stuck at work because I'm at my nine to five or whatever. Like I'll hear about it after work, but it's so good to hear, you know, someone like you who is so busy, you know, dedicating that time to, to your daughter. Well, it's, yeah, man, it's, it, First of all, congratulations, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy to, uh, to to hear it. I don't know. I know what you're going through She's at the uh, back right there. now. It is. A, yeah. <laughs> Look at him, man. See a photo of it right there. <laughs> Good man getting it up. Um, the picture in the, the picture frame. You <laughs> 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 <He> can't see <laughs> it. Oh, um, it, it, you're so right. So my, my, my life completely changed when uh, when I had her. Um, the priorities completely changed, and um, so many of the things where I'm like, all right, I, I owe it to her to give my all to to this to to making sure that like yeah, she's secure, all that kind of stuff. So before that, I was lived a very different life, and then as soon as she came along, um, it was the first time basically in my life I was able to apply myself um completely to because i just knew hey i can't fail right failing mm. not an option i'm going to go here i think i'm going to be a wedding photographer we'll move back to australia this is what i'm going to do and i'm going to make sure it works so there's nothing like um that kind of motivation of uh, <laughs> knowing you can't fail to get something right and then yeah. as, you, as you're talking about when it comes to prioritizing your time man, it becomes real clear real fast if you're sitting there you got your instagram open you're trying to think of a caption to describe this next wedding and you got your daughter there cooing going daddy i wanted to play with you can you spend time with me and as soon as you hear these words come out of your mouth you know sorry dad, i've got to, i've got to write this instagram caption mm. um and you're like god wait a minute you know what the hell is this all for man what's my like you know am i put on this planet to to sit on social media and get served ads or or am i here to be a dad for this little girl um, and I don't know really clearly what that answer is for me. And the good news is there's a lot of solutions for a lot of this stuff um, when it comes to, you know, whatever, running the, the back end of our business um, to make sure that we're still getting a great income. And we do, man. We've got so much ability to spend a short amount of time, earn a great income and spend that time with the people that you put on this planet to, to enjoy. 100%, 100%. Love it. I think, yeah, it's just, um, it's just one of those things that really just, it just, it just changes how you, you think of life. So especially on, especially just, just recently, like on our wife's side, like there's so much pressure on them to, you know, just outside perceived pressure socially and that to, that's chucked on them. And then as well as us, you know, there might only be one income coming in for a while just 
to maintain things. And I've found over the last five weeks, we've nearly had our biggest month that we've ever had in our off period. And I think mm-hmm. it's just because me and Riley have just sat down and go, like, we need to go now. Like, stop around. Let's go. Like, um, and yeah, it's kind of, I, I thrive off pressure, like knowing that there is something at stake now. Um, so like, yeah, I'm just loving it at the moment. Good man. Good man. I'm excited to see what happens to you. Well done. Like, like Perfect. what you can, what you can learn about yourself and what you can yeah. love. It's a, yeah, it's great. hundred percent. Cool. All right. Check the next one to Riley. Uh, I'm still here, by the way. I just let you boys have your. I haven't got any kids. I've got a dog, and that's about it. So I thought I'd let you boys have your time. He's not I'm, far off, though. No, no. My wife works in the Peds ward at a hospital, so she gets her fixed with kids that way. So I'm I'm redundant basically most of the time. But <laughs> besides that, um, I know you say a lot um, that you know you went out and you travelled a lot, and then once you had your daughter, you know you decided that you needed to focus on something. Like why was it? weddings of all things like um i know you're i'm sure probably sure that you did a lot of photography in other aspects um but what made you just sit down and go i want to come back to australia and i want to do be like a wedding photographer um yeah look desperation uh to be honest um i've never been a wedding photographer before but um our plan was to come back to Hillsville, which is where I grew up, um and Hillsville surrounded with wedding venues and so i thought all right what's my what's my path to being able to start a business with, with, you know, sustainable income, um, doing something that I, I feel I'm good at. And for me, wedding photography is a lot more than the art of taking photos. Um, it's, it's connecting with people, being able to walk into a room of strangers you never met before and connect immediately, find a point of commonality. Um, and whilst, if you were to look at my resume, it is embarrassing, mate. There's nothing on there in terms of like, you know, other jobs working for other people. Um, but I spent a good portion of my life um, doing just that, going to places and trying to find a point of commonality and bonding with, with people I've never met before. Um, so that was something that I thought, you know what, I think this this uh, this could be something that I, I could be good at. Um, and... When you walk into a room of people, obviously getting and, and you're about to pull your cameras out, start taking photos, their comfort around you is so much more important, I think, than like a, an eye for detail because it doesn't matter how artistic your photos are. If they're feeling uncomfortable with you being there in their presence, I think you're just going to get a shit photos, right? Unnatural mm. photos mm. of them feeling awkward. So I guess, yeah, my my background of, of being able to make people comfortable around me um, and then also a background of photography and coming into a town that was surrounded by wedding venues, um, pretty much all pointed towards this is what I'm going to do. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's how it started. Did so, you, so uh, what year was that? Uh, 2015 Okay, is when we moved uh, moved back, yeah. Yeah, nice. Did you, um, when you started to get into the industry um, and you started to notice these things like, you know, the, the personal connection is a lot better than the, you know, the physical um, or the digital photos and stuff you can give. Did you start putting any time into actually improving those social skills um, on any levels, You're reading books or, you know, going to networking events or anything like that? Or is it something that's always just sort of come naturally? I mean, you can definitely, uh, so I, I guess there's, 
something you do have naturally, but um, for sure there, there is no shortage of incredible knowledge in, you know, $14 books, um, just the world's best knowledge, man. So if it's something that you're struggling with, then definitely, you know, some Dale Carnegie, some how to talk to absolutely anyone, um, very great books in terms of finding out how to, how to build a connection quickly. And then also starting to incorporate things into my workflow leading up to that wedding day to be building rapport with the couples, finding out what, uh, what makes them comfortable, makes them tick and what the, what the names of their bridal party, their parents are things that when you open that door, you're playing their favorite music, you're talking to everyone by name, um, you know, their backstory, you know, what to ask, what to already, what, you know, what their points of commonality are. So you've got topics to, to discuss. Um, and you know what, you know, what they're competitive about, you know, between each other, like all these things that really help a person feel comfortable and like you're a friend that they've known forever. Um, and that's something that comes out a lot. So I know that by the end of that day, they've had a great time. They feel like, I know that they're going to be recommending me as a photographer before they've even seen a single photo. All right. And so a lot of part of that is the effort that I've gone to beforehand to get to know them. Um, and, and it shows when I walk in the door. So yeah, I think there's uh, certainly things that, uh, that you can do that can help anyone if they don't feel like they're naturally uh, talkative or extroverted person. 100%. I think as well, like we've known you for a little bit now, we've purchased your wedding workflows. Um, we were in Studio Ninja, we've now moved platforms, but we've just basically just migrated it over. And those have been so much help. So thank you for creating that because it's such <laughs> a time killer. Um, and it's not just a simple copy paste. Like you can't just obviously copy your personality because it doesn't match up to us. So it's like going through and all you have to do is make some minor tweaks on each individual, you know, um, workflow step. And it just brings out so much more when you turn up on the wedding day, you know, all these details. And if you ever forget a name, all you have to do is look at the phone and then bang, you've got it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it makes just, a, makes a big difference, right? When, when you're you trying to talk to a bridal party, and instead of like old mate over here, can you get and right, Steve, get your ass in line, mate. Yeah. Wanna, like <laughs> it, 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 it is hard to you know, remember that stuff, and it is hard to put that effort in. But I find it makes a very big, uh, big difference. And the unfortunate thing I think with with wedding photography is just how everyone has to kind of reinvent the wheel. Um, you know, when you start out, there's just so much to learn. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I think part of offering the workflows is like, all right, here's my experience after after years and hundreds of weddings of the things that I've learned um, that really anyone should be able to benefit from um, so that they can come in, focus on their love of photography, creating a kick-ass wedding day. Um, and then this stuff that only has to be like learned the hard way can be installed straight in your system. So then they have that same mm. knowledge as well. Absolutely. And we will touch towards the back end of this podcast, everything about that. So make sure you just uh, listen to the end because we're going to be going deep. We'll deeply dive into wedding workflows and all that fun jazz. So getting back to um, obviously you, what is your day-to-day looking like now? Um, I think we did here on the Epic Weddings podcast, you are looking more to put on associate shooters and that kind of thing. So how's How's it all going? How many VAs have you got? And for those that don't know what a VA, it's a virtual assistant. Um, yeah. How, how hands-on are you? All those sort of things. Yeah. So the good, uh, I mean, for me, um, made a, a move this year as well the, for my wife to join me. So um, we're kind of both working full-time um, together and she's now nice. handing kind of the, the photography side of the business. So all, all the, the management stuff of associate shooters and everything um, she can now do. Um, so I'll actually be shooting my last wedding this uh, this 
November um, as we go full associates, um, which should completely remove me basically from uh, from the wedding business, um, which is the, the final step that I wanted to make. Um, so as my day to day, like, so now, um, health is pretty much, uh, I, I'm enjoying, uh, exercising yeah. a lot more. Um, and Got your time just, back. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and really loving that, uh, that process, uh, making sure I've got, uh, got time in the morning to, um, play some, uh, sushi go with my daughter. Um, <laughs> when she comes back, you know, just hang out a little bit, uh, watch you bounce on the trampoline, um, go to the city mall, hang out with mates, um, sleepovers, camping and all that, uh, all that jazz where, about to leave to Spain for the winter as well. Um, nice. So that's just just a nice thing that, you know, we have the luxury of being able to do and then still maintain an income because we've still got mm. a business process that's uh, that's working well um, and a product that will we'll keep going uh, despite my physical location, which was always a, yeah, a, a goal of mine. And, and I will say for if there's any, obviously, wedding professionals out there, there's, there's nothing that I do that can't be replicated by, by anyone. Um, and as hard as you're working to get into the industry, you should be looking to work to, to get out it. Right. So what is my exit strategy? And believe me, it is, it is achievable. Um, like I said, nothing, nothing that I do is unique, uh, unique to my skill set or anything. It's all, it's all completely replicable. Absolutely. And I think we've found that as well, because we obviously have, um, a different side to our business as well. We do a lot of real estate um, and we've basically fully automated that process now. It's been s- fantastic. We've just got shooters out there shooting the properties for us. Um, and yeah, we've ba- I've basically just got everything off you. <laughs> like, like yeah, what, is Rick, what has Rick done? What can I do? And it's literally just, yeah, we might get a message every now and then now. Um, and it's just fully automated. And it just brings all our time, it gets all our time back. Um, which then we can dedicate it to actually delivering things we want to do. Not to mention now, I think you like taught yourself, hey, I've, I've been able to build this business that's now able to create passive income for us, right? Mm. So I'm getting paid for my ideas, my systems, my processes. What else can I do with that time? So rather than obviously being stuck with, I guess, the uh, labor intensive procedural stuff, which which often most of us are, most of us are you, you've taught yourself an incredible lesson um, here's a business that I want to start and have fully automated, um, and be running without my physical need to be on site. Um, okay. I've completed that, right? Even if, even if it didn't work, you, you would still have learned so much, but it means now you can look at another opportunity to, to do the same thing. So that's absolutely fantastic. And it's obviously scalable, right? Once you removed yourself absolutely. from that process there, okay, what, uh, you know, what other states, towns, regions, like what am I actually limited by now? Um, is this something I can do internationally? Um, is there a process now that I know where these pain points are? Is this something I can teach to other people who want to start another business? Like, you know, there's so many avenues, um, but that requires the, the mental freedom of actually having the time to think about these opportunities and then to, to actually execute them. Absolutely. Nailed it <laughs> right on the head. <laughs> I think that's what we've been focusing a lot on. Um, cause like, like Jordy said, we have the real estate side to the business and we've, we've kind of decided in the last three months or so, like what we're really going to focus on, um, because there's two of us and there's, there's, I guess the workload is, is spread and we can get to more jobs and we have, we have our employee now as well. Um, but I think actually knuckling down and picking one thing and deciding like, this is what we're going to do. Um, 
and focusing like we've got, we just started like we'll just go all in on the weddings. Um, because you know, with the real estate, it was you're shooting like you could do five, six, seven properties in a day, you're in and out, everything's 24 hour turnaround, like and it's constant back to back. Whereas with the weddings, and you know, that especially having the VAs and stuff that you've got and the amount of time that you get back, you know, if you've got two weddings on a weekend, but then you got five, you might have five or 14 days in between where you can get ahead on what you're doing, and then you've got that time to enjoy what you want to do with the people that you want to. Um, so I think that was a massive thing for us to decide, like to go straight into this and to pick something and, and to commit to it. And we're already seeing the benefits in the last three months. Like we probably made more progress in the last three months than we've made in the last two and a half years, just by knocking down and doing something. And, and the processes of it as well, of, of trying to make things as easy for us as, as we can is just, it's just a game changer. It's awesome. Like that's, that's awesome, man. That's fantastic. And it's fun. Like it, it is mm. for me, it's, it's, it's joyous creating something like that. Like uh, that's actually, you know, I find a good use of my time, even without the finances or whatever, it just gets me working. Like being able to find opportunities where others can't um, is thrilling for me. Um, so not everything is like a work equals bad and then everything else equals good. Like, you know, I don't think there's definitely a lot of room for enjoying and loving the process of building something that can, that can go on without you. Like it's incredibly fulfilling. So great to hear. Yeah, I think as well, like over the last 12 months, I'm not sure if you follow him, Alex Hormozzi, and um, he's on Instagram. He's everywhere now. And he's literally just like, focus on one thing. Focus on one thing, do it well, do it better than everyone else, and then go and focus on another thing. So that's what we've kind of done. We've just gone all in on weddings. And that's basically told us, let's create a podcast, let's smash out as much content as we can. So many different ideas. We've rebranded, done all our website, um you know i've gone into online courses we're chatting with jai long later on um around everything weddings so we're literally just going full tilt in um and it's paid off already so yeah it's all it's all working out fantastic boys mate you're making it uh you're making it happen yourselves okay you can sit around waiting for stuff to fall in your lap you're going out and getting it absolutely so kate we had katie from immerse on last week and she did have a question for you she had a question. She was very okay. Yeah. She did. Um, at the end of the podcast, she asked, "What was your favourite spot at Immerse, Yarra Valley?" Man, top of the hill, easy. Top of the hill, sunset. Um, so weddings for, for any couples uh, listening right now. Um, obviously, wedding day, absolutely amazing. You got all your loved ones there in the same room, but it's also probably the most overwhelming uh, experience in terms of the amount of attention you are receiving. So. To be able to extract um, a couple from all of that uh, chaos, I guess, of, of everyone kind of constantly being on you, um, take you to a, a spot uh, like most has on their property up the top of the hill where you can kind of look back on, uh, on your wedding and this beautiful part of the world where you've chosen to get married, but actually take some time with each other um, to just debrief. Um, it's... You know, it just comes through when I'm taking the photos. There's just so much relief um, in them being able to actually have some time together um, and enjoy it and being able to, yeah, witness this great part of the world where they've, uh, where they've decided to get married. Plastic out, banging sunset, you know, all the, all the jazz, the long grass, the, the vineyards, the rolling hills at the back, the sheep. Um, nobody gets up the top there. It doesn't be like, oh, my God. So, yeah, no one knows you can that. go up there as well. So. Which, which is, oh, yeah. And I yeah, feel like, like oh, okay, wow. I'm somehow responsible. It's great. I yeah. just took you there. Um, <laughs> jump, jump in the car, get in the back. Let's go. That's it. So, no, they're, they're always just so 
uh, so thrilled to to get up there. Um, and I know that always going to show through in the in the photos as well. So hundred um, percent. Yeah, I think that's great. where our best photos come from. It's either the back end of the, the back of the chapel, or it's up up at the top of the hill for mm. sure. So cool. All right. Well, we have a little segment. It's called Rapid Fire. Um, so we're going to ask you a few questions. Um, some are basically looking for a quick response for each. So I'll, I'll ask a few and then I'll hand it over to Riley and he can ask you a few. So first one, Canon or Sony? Sony. Previously was Canon. Um, still uh, still love them. Still, There's, there's plenty of things that um, Canons do that, that my, Sony's, uh, my Sony's don't, um, but, uh, but now solely on the Sony system. Nice. And your go-to lens for weddings? Uh, 50 mil, 1.2. It's basically on the body the entire day. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Cool. I'll, I'll ask one more. PC or Mac? Mac, bro. That's, yeah. Um, and it's funny. Like, I don't know. It just comes down to like it was a decision. Like I had my sister had a had a boyfriend when I was in high school um, and he actually got me like or gave me his old laptop, which was a Mac. And then that's, that was it. Mac the rest of my life. So I does come down to i guess the, those influential yeah. people that that are in those pivotal roles um but yeah been a mac ever since absolutely i've had both and you just can't get over the feature of airdrop like you can't beat it <laughs> you cannot beat airdrop you cannot you know what you know what I that is the like, selling point if they just like listed airdrop in their their sales page and just like yep so yeah done. This, this is what we have um and i was loving, so loving last night just my apple tv and the the ease of uh, using the the airpods and i uh, recently had to switch back to the normal tv and this the pain of trying to connect my bloody airpods to the tv outside of the apple system it was uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well i'm on uh pc so apologies for that oh. Yeah, probably because at the time that I don't know when you were making those pivotal decisions, probably whatever you started with, like it was uh, it was PC. So um, right, I mean, when you what made you start out at PC? Um, I think you had at home. I think it was just because it was it's cheap. It's easy to um, something easy to get into. Like you can go and get a cheap piece, like PC laptop and stuff from um, JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman or something like that for like. A thousand bucks. I think that's where it just started. And then when we got into this, it was like, oh, okay, I need a PC because I need something to run all the editing softwares and stuff like that. And then and Geordie uploaded updated to um the Mac Studio and now he's loving it. So I'm like, well, I'm just just waiting for my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> There's benefits to both. Like a PC you can go you can you can get a lot of bang for buck, I'd say. Like we have an editing I, I had an editing beast before, but I just hated the actual just I loved how quick it was, all that, but just the actual um, user experience wasn't great. Like I was yeah. so used to Mac, AirDrop, everything working. I can text on the fly. It's just, but yeah, beneficial. But is it? But you're right. Is it a luxury? Like if you if you're deciding between um, nothing because you can't afford a Mac and and a PC, of course, man, that's the that gets you in and it gets you, you know, does everything you need to do. So, yeah, that's hundred percent. Well, Mac Mini now, eight hundred bucks. Good stuff. Eight hundred bucks on the Mac system. God, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, actually, just well, got got a Mac Mini for uh, for my developer. Um, yeah, for that reason. Yeah, oh, I'll put it on my yeah. dual pixel wish list, my Christmas <laughs> list. Um, so, next question for you is: you are you a morning person or a night owl? So, I think I'm probably. Uh, I don't know, there's different things at different parts of days. I, I know, like in, in the morning, that's when I'm. 
prioritizing the things that need to that it's going to push the needle in in my business or that I really want to get done. Um, but I certainly can stay up late um, as well. Been watching uh, Netflix. So, yeah, that's it. We, and I really enjoy that that time of the day as well because my my wife and daughter they go to bed a bit earlier than me, um, so that's when I can have you know some uh, some rig time um, and watch Succession. Love it. uh, Do you prefer to use Google Drive or Dropbox? You know what? I bloody use both. Um, So Google Drive um, is—it's almost like for for that Mac system, right? It's everywhere. I've got all the freaking Google Suite, and we've uh, got—we've got a team of fifty VAs right now, so uh, or close to close to fifty. and because they're all on Gmail, makes it very easy creating operating procedures, having Google Docs, sites, sheets. Um, but then on the photography side of things, uh, the Dropbox Unlimited account makes it very easy as well when you've got associate shooters uploading all their RAWs um, into into one place. Um, love how clean that is. So yeah, I yeah, pay for two, two bloody subscription, subscri- ugh, subscriptions. Subscriptions. <laughs> so do we. We're, we're the same. <laughs> um, and this one, this one's probably going to be a little bit of a no-brainer, but a uh, Studio Ninja or Dubsado. Um, funnily enough, I also use both uh, use Dubsado oh. for wedding workflows and Studio Ninja uh, for the photography business. Um, uh, so, look, I would, uh, yeah, if, if you are running a, a solo business uh, in Australia um, and you're not at that stage of, of associate shooters or anything like that, then you, you can't beat, uh, I'm confident you can't beat Studio Ninja. It's just, uh, it's just uh, fantastic for the value it gives for, the, for, that, for that price. Um, but as you start to expand your team, you might need to look at, uh, at another solution. 100%. We're like, we've just jumped over to Dubsado and I'm already trying to get into the engineering team to add features that Studio Ninja has, especially like around the financial reporting side. Dude, yeah. I'm just even, like, even, yeah, I'm sorry. Even just like allowing, like, like trying to add like the GST or whatever, everything you've got to yeah. add in, you've got to freaking <laughs> divide by 11 and then times by 10 to, to get that amount. So that, anyway, yeah, it's... And that's why I mentioned like in Australia, right? Like it's definitely set up for a, a US yeah. customer. But then like the benefits of it as well, Dubsado is like I've customized it with a bit of code um, to make it look like our website. So like I've yeah. fully designed it so it looks so – and the user experience of the client portal is just maybe slightly better. But then the benefits of Studio Ninja is just like the ease of use is just right there. Um, that's right. And And when you think about how much a photographer, a uh, videographer, seller might have on their plate – starting out, you know, coding uh, their CRM so it replicates their business might not be high on that um, uh, priority list. Might be, all right, I need to get up active and, you know, make sure people are paying me, um, that main voices are paid. So I think that road to um, starting to functioning CRM is very, very fast with Student Ninja. Cool. Uh, WhatsApp or Messenger? Probably both. Yeah, use, uh, <laughs> use both as well um and sometimes it's just literally like the first time i I write to someone whatever platform that was on i consistently write to them and then Mm -hmm. you know so it doesn't make any sense to me um but i do prefer both of those to uh text i don't mean text get so many bloody spam calls and and missed calls like that uh that my text chain is basically ignore it but um but messenger i don't know and and whatsapp i like a little picture there i like uh I like the feed. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm hearing so many business owners jumping off Facebook completely now. They're just going full WhatsApp, off grid. I'll just be on Instagram and WhatsApp. That is it. So, no, awesome. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? 
Yeah, mate. Grew up, uh, grew up eating Hawaiian because um, that was like, you know, if it was my dad's turn to cook because, you know, the the 99% of times my, my mum would, but if he it was ever forced in that position, then uh, he, would, uh, he would he would revert to the Hawaiian. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and what does your wife think? Because she's Spanish? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes or no? It's, 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 I don't know, just this absurd uh, <laughs> concept. Um, but, you know, I guess trying to explain a lot of things. Why, why do you guys dance the nut bush? Um, you know, just <laughs> you, you see like a Spanish wedding, they're all freaking fantastic, twirling, all this stuff, and then we'd go, dun, 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 like yeah. that's it. Um, the difference yeah, in so culture. It's strange. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, particularly watching, watching, I don't know, Latin uh, people at Australian weddings and, and just seeing them take on male dancing um like our version of male dancing versus what what they bring to the table is always uh, very entertaining to me <laughs> <laughs> very it. hard to look good as an australian on a latin dance floor yeah. uh, worst habit um worst habit uh i should ask uh, ask my wife this one she'll have a, <laughs> a, a list a mile long <laughs> what do you think um, it is um I would still look. I, I I am just awful at remembering. Uh, like it was my daughter maybe pinky swear last night that I plug a computer into charge and uh, and I forgot. <laughs> um, which is which you know it's it's horrible. I never want her growing up thinking I can't trust my dad. So I'm so mad at myself. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have a. This is like something as well where why it's so important that I have people uh, working with me because I can trust them a lot more to do a lot of the things that uh, that I just can't trust myself to do stuff. If, yeah, we think we're the only people that can do it, but in fact, if stuff, if stuff, mm. there's, there's tasks that are in, in my hands, I know they're either won't get done um, or get done poorly. So I got freaking yeah. reminders up the wazoo. In fact, my, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite app right now um, or thing on my on my phone is just that on the home screen, the little calendar thing um, telling me what's on oh, today, yes. what's up. But it's like there on the, the widget. It's it's a widget. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the calendar widget on the first screen of my phone. Um, so yeah, it's probably. Because it does, it impacts relationships and the most important relationships mm. to me when I when I forget things that are important to them that uh, um, you get sidetracked by so many things you do. I'm the same. I, I forget. And I was like, yeah. how do I forget that? I might, I might even have it written down somewhere. I was like, I still forgot it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no shortage of uh, meetings or, you know, phone calls I used to get when I used to uh, do meetings of, of, hey, Rick, we're, you know, we're just sitting down at the table now. Um, you know, we're about to you. Um, sit at home uh, which is, <laughs> it was absolutely shocking um and yeah so it's just yeah. recognizing okay this is yeah. not a strength of mine what can i do to make sure i'm not in this position how do i make this somebody else's responsibility to get me where i need to be yeah, yeah well, maybe, maybe we it. need some better vas geordie because i always forget when it's my turn to do the washing um when it's my <laughs> turn to vacuum or sometimes just being places where i'm supposed to be so yeah, no, it's yeah. Forgetting things is is bad. It's very Although, funny, I'm sure you remember to you know um, beat your mate's house to watch a basketball game or something like you know like clock. Oh, for sure. Um, Friday night years before the footy. The yeah, important things. Yeah. It's like the important <laughs> things to remember. It's like the ones that don't matter. Or like getting the washing out matter. or doing the vacuuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow. <laughs> it always eludes me. It always eludes me. Uh, are you a um, electric vehicle or a petrol head? Um, yeah, I'm the worst. I'm the worst kind because I uh, would probably, you know, obviously do as I say, not as I, not as I do. Um, <laughs> I uh, I would definitely extol the virtues of, of 
EVs and, you know, drive uh, a bloody big Jeep Wrangler um, and have a, a second Jeep Wrangler, uh, an older version as well. So um, both of them horrific um, <laughs> uh, environmental uh, polluters. <laughs> Good. Cool cars. Love, love man. I love, yeah, I, I keep expecting. I, I know when you make a purchase like that, you know. I think psychologically, we usually, uh, you know, whatever the dopamine drops after you make a purchase, um, and it's not something that will yeah. bring you joy over a long time. But this does. Like every time I can get in that car, man, it's like, yes, let's go. Like, where can I go? It makes me want to. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's like my ticket to to anywhere, any place. You know, the adventures that I get to have with friends and the time that I get to have with them. Um, it makes me want to go and do it, and then I do. So it's pays just massive dividends to me. Mm. Love it, love it. AI, worried or optimistic? Um, I'm worried in a sense. Uh, you know, uh, the future of sapiens. Um, uh, optimistic for our particular role of wedding photographers in the time that I will have my career and have a business. I think for us, it's actually um, really assisting our ability to stay in our zone of genius, uh, making making the rest of our stuff easier. Particularly, it's also empowering, I think, virtual assistants, right? To, to do things that previously we might've had to continue doing ourselves or find uh, domestic workers uh, to do. But now offshore VAs are getting more and more capable um, of, of basically becoming the super VAs that I was always assuring everyone didn't exist. Um, but, but now, you know, in ChatGPT, it's, it's, it can be a developer for you, obviously a copywriter. Um, the AI editing is, is phenomenal. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely enhancing our ability to spend more of our time in our zone of genius, which is taking wedding photos, cracking jokes, making sure our couples have an amazing time in the day. And I don't see that coming under threat. I might be short-sighted, but... Um, as long as couples want, uh, actual photos of themselves, um, on their wedding day, um, and they want someone who is going to be able to make them feel comfortable, um, rather than, I don't know, a bot or something. Um, I think we're, we're protected. Obviously that, that social side of things, the human empathy, that's obviously something I, I will have a, a very difficult time replicating, um, which is, which kind of protects us as, as wedding photographers. And, but if you were, you know, a headshot photographer, um, I, I would be very worried. Yep. No, that's hundred percent. So, There's different aspects. Well, that was, um, that was probably our longest version of rapid fire, but, uh, it was good. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of insight in there, but, um, one thing we really want to get into now is, is you as a wedding photographer, uh, and all the value that you have, um, to show and to teach people. Um, so, Basically, first off, uh, we'll start off with yourself around the wedding couples themselves. Um, obviously, you've got VAs and you've really been able to automate your back-end process, but how do you keep that personal touch as well with your couples with you know having that automated reply to messages and emailing and stuff like that? Like, How do you really make sure that, that I guess, couple is number one and that way when you rock up on the day, like you do know exactly what's going on and, and you know what they want? Um, and, and to make them feel really comfortable. Well, the good, uh, the good part about, I guess, an automated workflow is you, and the fact that we have been a part of weddings um, so much more than, than any couple. So we, we accumulate an incredible amount of knowledge of, of what are things to think about beforehand, what can go right, what nightmares there are to avoid. So it's actually very rapport building 
um, just teaching our couples what to expect and how to get the most out of their day. And a lot of the time they will not expect all this information to come through as a photographer. They might think, all right, he's here to do the sale, um, show up, take the photos. But when you're going above and beyond, which you can do in an automated sequence, um, providing the right information at the right time um, towards something that's probably a very big stress in their lives, then that's actually really great rapport building stuff. And then I also like to, um, at the very beginning, I think there's there's this tendency to once once a couple is booked in um, that they're like, great we've got the sale we'll be in touch you know a month before the wedding and that might be like a whole twelve month you know process and it's this, this gigantic tumbleweed zone so a I like to fill that with great information they're going to need um, and b I want to make sure I'm going to get in there straight away to remind them why they booked me and what a great guide for the for their wedding day they're they're going to be um, but I also do like to kick off with a little speed date questionnaire which I'm sure you guys uh, do now as well and that is just little get to know you questions that I fill out like my own answers first so that they get to know me outside of you know what my packages are and you know what my editing style is like but um you know what uh what music I'll be listening to on a deserted island what my my go-to hobbies are what drives me crazy about uh you know whatever um stuff in normal life just 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 normal things that you would want to get across when you're trying to get to know someone and then I get their answers back and then that's stuff that I can then call on on the day. Um, I can read beforehand. And the good thing is if they filled it out, you know, a year and a half before, they've probably forgotten them, that they have, right? But yeah. suddenly you're going in, you've got this great in-depth knowledge of who they are, what makes them tick, what their background is. And then and then you're playing music as well, which which is, for me, massive icebreaker. If I can be playing the music that they love on the day, yeah. um, I know how much comfortable, how much more comfortable that uh, that makes me. But uh, it really does, I think, uh, help to break down a barrier during what can be otherwise a um, an ostensibly awkward time. We, if they're like, okay, we're having our photos taken, we've never had this before. There might be a photographer, might be two videographers um, pointing their cameras at us. But you start putting on the music that you jam to, and you just ease into it a whole lot better. Um, so yeah, I find that makes a really big difference. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think we. Um, I found that through listening to something maybe a podcast or even through the workflow like bringing a speaker along um so we went out and bought one ourselves and we've probably used it on and off between the season purely for the fact that we i switch between a pelican case and a small case and a camera bag like sometimes it just gets forgotten about but on those times where i have used it it does help especially the portrait session when you've got like you know a bridal party of 12 people and you're trying to control them and either they're all like just doing their own thing and it's good and you can just float or they're just kind of like, right, what do we do now? What do we do I'm now? And now. they're always looking at you and it's like bang a tune on. They'll start dancing. They start having a, an easier time. And then it almost makes like, it's such a small thing, but it makes your life so much easier. Dude, big time. Man, like particularly that example, right? So you might have 12 people there standing in a line, like waiting for you to like tell them. And, and you know that they want, you know, energetic fun photos of their wedding party having a kick ass day. That's what I would want, and man, you put on an absolute dance banger, and suddenly they have yeah, you know, shaking the the champagne, got a dance circle going. It's really hard to get yeah. that without, I think, some some fun music. And then also, I find during the preparations, um, if I and like I said, I, I forget shit all the time, right? So if I forget that bloody speaker, um, it is punishing for me walking into a silent mm. room, um, and and it's staying silent for that hour, like I. I want to be able to fill it with something to put people to ease. Um, yeah. You guys, are you just like, if you forget your speaker or oh, if they're already playing God, music, are you like, can I just connect to your speaker, please? And I'll play some tunes. <laughs> um, yeah, I will just play it from uh, from a phone just to, just yeah. to have something. Yeah. So what? Love it. So how do you, 
is is do you take the same approach to the photography on the day as you do i guess to the other aspect of the business like do you have a process that you kind of go through for each wedding day and then you just like sprinkle your rick listing creativity dust in where you need to or do you just um, like that's yeah. the one part you just let it unfold unfold as it may well i mean i know um i guess i have my own you know inner checklist of uh shots that i i I would expect if I was getting married, you know, um, I want a shot of me looking fucking good. I want a, I want a <laughs> shot of myself, you know, with my, with my mom, with my dad, with my parents. I want a shot with, you know, with my bridal party, uh, with my wedding party. Um, so yeah, each, each scene certainly has, uh, the, the key shots that I would be expecting if I was, uh, if I was a couple and then all the other time around that, it is just, looking for where the fun is, um, where the action is. And the good thing about being a part of so many weddings, you kind of know how to create that as well. Um, if, uh, if, if it's know, completely dry, completely absent, um, which, which, you know, obviously not everyone is, is crazy party animals. Um, but that kind of allows sometimes for you to then, then step up and, and start to create a bit of that, that fun vibe. Cause basically you would want, you would want to be looking back and seeing people having a fun time at your wedding. Mm. Um, you don't want to be looking at photos of people sitting there on your phone, on their phone. Um, so like, all right, what do we, uh, what can we do here to make sure this is this, yeah, like, let's get around this couple. And it, it bothers me sometimes when, when guests do not see that, like the impact that they might be having on their couple, um, by looking bored, um, which, you know, it unfortunately does and can, mm. can uh, it. sometimes you happen. So. Man. Or like an empty dance floor. I'm like, God, are you kidding? Like, yeah. I will get up there. I will be that first one. Like, I'm not <laughs> letting this couple have an empty dance floor. Um, and, and sometimes it does just take one person. So, mm. um, yeah. Anyway, the DJ just bounce it away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, all the time. But uh, in, I do not mind making a dick of myself um, up there. But um, I'm not going to be the big, like, if you're not going to have a single person that's going to gonna actually try to uh, have fun for that, like, when you do all the work that you're doing to put a wedding day to, together and you're doing it often for, for the guests as well, like they could have just eloped, they could have gone to whatever, to a small little place and, and save themselves a ton of money. But, uh, you know, they're paying 200 ahead, ahead for your meal. I mean, at least you can do is, uh, is bloody have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. So are you taking, there obviously is specific things that happen on wedding days. Are you taking any notes during weddings? Like let's say... Like we sometimes get asked, there might be like a little mark on a suit or something and be like, oh yeah, we'll just Photoshop that out later. Like then, you know, I'll write in the phone, please like Photoshop this out later so I don't forget. Is there anything like that you're doing on a wedding day or is it basically just running with it? If there's anything like that afterward, yeah. I mean, anything that I say I'll remember but I don't make a note of is as good as forgotten. Um, <laughs> which it's always important to, to know in yourself that uh, fix that, it <laughs> that, uh, that that will happen. Um, but the good, good thing is like, yeah, it's obviously not the end of the world. Um, if you do forget anything like that, they can always remind you if it's important to them, mm. they'll let you know. And sometimes it might not be something that they realize until they're looking at the photos. Mm. Um, but, um, no, generally I think, um, we kind of have fun on the day and yeah, if, if afterwards there's, there's something in the photos that they see that, uh, that needs altering, they can, uh, they can let me know. Cool. Would, um, awesome. So, yep. Oh, so no, all I was going to say was like, you've got so much experience, like you've shot however many hundreds of weddings. Like what, what is something that you would say for a couple that maybe, you know, there's something not to worry about as much or something to make sure you take the time out of your day 
to do. Um, like I know on my wedding day, I really, and I see it's, they're always hectic. Like I set up a little picnic on a dock in front of a, a dam and we just sat there for like 10 minutes and just had our own, like our time. Um, is there anything like that, that you advice you'd give to a couple to say, like, just make sure you do this. You won't regret it. And then even on to it, like a, a creator for us to shoot to say, Hey, make sure you give the couple this time or make sure you, you prompt them to do this or, or give them this advice. Like, is there anything that you've got just with all those years of experience? Yep. So look, I will, I'll probably say two things that they might not uh, have heard or considered from other people getting married or, um, or obviously that great recommendation to yourself, which yeah, like taking some time for the two of you on your wedding day, absolute guarantee. But um, for me, something they might have considered is um, generally one of the biggest stresses on, uh, on the wedding day can be the, the family photos. Um, and it's just such an avoidable nightmare as well. But um, if you, think ahead and create the most condensed list as, uh, as possible um, in a way that actually naturally evolves. So you kind of build up like a pyramid. So you might start with one size parents, immediate family and partners, extended family, and then switch to the other side, extended family, and then start going down again. Um, and importantly, even more importantly, is to give that role to a designated photo wrangler. Um, someone who you know is going to commit themselves to that task, someone that won't disappear afterwards, someone that's not looking after kids um, and make sure that they have the list on the day. So, because I just so consistently see if people, and I try to, and you, you'll see, you know, you obviously you've seen the, the workflow that I have a whole freaking email letting people know ahead of time, I have reminders ahead of time, have you done these things? Just because I know what a big stress this can, uh, this can be for couples on the day. It just, it just drives them crazy because it's, it's their family as well. So they've got this entire history of things that drive them crazy about, uh, about their family members. And so mm. they know they've got a finite amount of time here to get through um, your family shots and your bridal party shots and their portraits before that re reception starts. And that reception's a hard start time. Um, and what's up, what none of your family will realize is that the longer they take to get into these photos, the less time you'll have for your, for your couple's photos. So that's what you're missing out on. So you, that, that, that time might go from you know, a 45 minute window down to a 15 minute window if they take half an hour longer, like that's a massive, you know, difference in the time for your portraits. These are the photos you're going to be looking at for the rest of your lives about mm. the wedding day that you want, but not enough attention is given to how to, you know, how to make this, yeah, this time beforehand yeah. as efficiently as possible. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, if you do, if you do those things, it's going to be a lot more uh, straightforward. And if you don't do it, you're going to be, and you listen to this and you're going to be afterwards going to be saying, shit, I wish I had done that. That really was painful. That took a hell of a lot longer than it should have. And it took a while for me afterwards to get over the stress of, uh, of those bloody family photos before I could start into our couple's session. 100%. I think that's the, basically the only teething point that happens in a wedding day is like that photo session, that family photo session can go really quickly and really smoothly or it drags out. So um, having those processes in place to help couples and we table couples all the time, have a designated person that knows both sides of the family um, or have two people, one that knows each side of the family that can literally just pull everyone in, get it done. And then you're free. Yeah. Go get smashed at the bar. Loud and bossy, man. They've got to be authoritative. Yeah. You need a person there with a list, right? You guys, you guys are in this photo right now. Get it yep. through. Right. If you've got <laughs> someone timid there is just going out having a chat. And it, it, <laughs> it should be like a megaphone. That's what you yeah. do in the wedding, um, the wedding kit. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't be the couple, right? So you've, you've got to be standing there in your spot. Yeah. If you try going off, like everyone wants to have a chat to you. Nobody's going to recognize the amount of uh, time that that's going to uh, take otherwise and what it's taking out of you. The opportunity cost, like I said, 
of you for every minute you spend trying to organize that stuff is that what's one minute less of your portrait time and actually something else i will say if, if, if we've got the time um it. is try to have that ceremony start as on time as possible just another thing um because mm. You got a fixed ceremony start time, fixed reception start time, right? So that's that's a finite amount of time in between. I commonly see uh, ceremonies start later. Uh, for me, the biggest reason um, they start later is is hair and makeup running over time. Once again, uh, at that time of the day, nobody's thinking about, hey, this is actually going to come out of your portrait time, um, but I've got to get this hair strand, got to get that bang absolutely perfect. Um, but you know, that extra 10 minutes of, of getting that, that hair curl, hair curl perfect means that mm. could, that could be, you know, a third of your photo time. Um, mm. so just risk and return, like, like, no, so get that ceremony started as, <laughs> as on time as possible. Um, <laughs> it, like, and it is pretty much, yeah, preventable things as well. So like decisions of, of where you're actually getting ready, is it close to the venue or do you have an hour to, to get across town? Um, not to mention and now that you're going to be paying your photographer and videographer sitting in their car for. So yeah, try to get ready closer to the venue. It's probably going to freaking cost you less mm -hmm. hiring a place than it is, you know, getting ready at home. Cause you, when, once you factor in the hourly rate of your supplies that need to make that transit time. hundred percent, hundred percent. Nailed it right on the head. I think is yeah. Be as planned as you can and stay on time. Cause, um, as you go over time on things, it just accumulates through the day and it affects other areas. So um, that's probably the number one bit of advice for couples is try and stay on time and allow some buffer. So you think that well, your hair and makeup might take this long, allow another 20 minutes um, just so you've got that buffer. So, I think all right, Michael, let's jump in. Oh, sorry. I, was just, I think Michael Briggs summed it up perfectly. Like if you pay 20 grand for to have your wedding at a venue and you're there for um you know five hours from ceremony till the end time if you're 15 minutes late that's costing you almost a thousand bucks uh yeah it's a four grand an hour late. that is a thousand dollars yeah so if you look at it like that no one wants to waste a thousand bucks for 15 minutes so um yeah that'd better be one time. one pretty nice hair curl um, yeah <laughs> well that's true if it makes all the difference on the day then maybe it's worth it <laughs> yeah. all right well let's jump this is where all the fun's gonna happen and we're got our is wide open now is we're going to talk marketing and business. Um, so as we said, we'd listen to all your podcasts and we basically want to do a, a nice deep dive into those things that you have discussed. So take us back obviously to 2015 when you've basically just come back to Hillsville. You go, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a wedding photographer. What do you, what is your first plan of attack? Like what are you doing to get business? So before I even came, uh, moved back to Australia, and I had my daughter on this little uh, this little beanbag around my chair, um, and we didn't have an office. We just had a bedroom in this tiny kitchen. So on the on the kitchen top had my laptop, and that's when I started building a uh, a blog of wedding venues right in my region. So for me, um, it's always made a lot of sense to me to stay local. Um, and to work with venues. And so if I'm, if I'm getting uh, venues recommending me and I'm consistently shooting at the same venues, it's, it's going to give me a sustainable source of leads throughout my entire career. It also means I'm getting better and better and better at shooting at these venues. So my authority there is fantastic and it makes it really hard for couples to ignore me when they're lo looking at getting married at those venues. Helps with my SEO, helps with my socials because my photos are continuously showing up on those venues. Um, so... If you are treating your photography as a business, um, uh, then it makes a lot of sense to me to have this approach. Um, 
so the first thing I did was yeah create this this blog of wedding venues that to this day I think is still uh, still number one on Google if somebody's looking for Yarra Valley wedding venues because I want to get in um, I, I want to get on a couple's radar before they're at the stage where they're considering who's going to photograph their wedding before they're looking for a photographer and they start opening up to the saturated market I want my photos to come to mind I want my personality of, to have come across before they get to that stage so if I'm already helping them choose their wedding venue. Um, and then when they get to those wedding venues, there's there's an album there of mine. And when they're Googling pictures, they're finding my blogs. When they're looking on those wedding venue socials, they're seeing my images come up. Um, by the time they're coming around to actually look for a photographer, like like I said, you, you can you can not like my style, you can not like my personality, but you can't ignore me. You're going to have seen me, you're going to have noticed mm. me. Um, and you're probably going to take in some advice of... of how to get the most out of that wedding day. Because the more you're shooting in that same region, the, small, the more you're shooting at those same venues, the more knowledge you have, the more you have to offer to, to couples, the more valuable it is for them to get on the phone and, and mm. talk to you. Um, and then the other good side of that is, man, we've got so many great skills and things that we can do for wedding venues. Um, we can basically be their best marketing person, right? So you, you guys shoot, you do video, you can write blogs, you're great at creating websites, marketing, all that stuff that they're probably paying, you know, people in their business to do. But nobody's is going to be as invested in that as you are, right? This can literally be the make or break of your family or you're securing your income for the, for the next couple of years while you have a career. So that's incredibly important to you. Um, and so we can help them stand out in a saturated market. And the more you do that, the more you start out doing things for the venues before you're looking at what they can do for you, um, the more it's going to help you. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I did. Um, and there was a couple of venues that were just starting out and I put them in this, uh, this top 10 Yarrow Valley wedding venues list. And they were so appreciative, man. Because there's people walking through their door and they're asking, how'd you find me? Oh, I found you on this 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 blog, mate. You think, you think they're not mm. going to notice, right? Where mm. those leads are coming from, from them. Who's helping them make money? It's stressful, man, starting a wedding venue, the capital expenditure that you got to put into that. And like I said, starting out, you know, in a, in a saturated market of, of wedding venues. So when someone's out there doing what they can to help you get booked, you're going to reciprocate. You're going to do exactly the same thing for them. So that's yeah, that's, that's what I did. Cool. So were they, were they written blogs to start? Obviously, you don't have any couples and the couples that you do book are probably like 12 months away. So you that first 12 months, you're probably um, a bit like us, just trying to, you know, maybe go to the venue, take a few shots, do a little blog um, and do multiple blogs. And then obviously over time, it doesn't obviously happen overnight. So that's the big thing is like you can't just write a blog and expect leads to come in Correct. two months yeah. later. So um yeah, how but was the, that but process? All, man, all, all that planning of the city. So the good thing is if you're, so I, I mean, I was out of the country and I still made it work, right? Um, mm. But uh, if you're there and you, you don't have a, currently a, a full schedule of, of weddings and edits, that means, man, get to the venue. Like ask them, hey, is there any angles that uh, you guys you know, would love to showcase that you haven't done? You can get there at sunrise, get there at sunset, get freaking epic drone footage going over. Like I, <laughs> drives me crazy. I heard from a wedding venue, probably the most premier wedding venue in the country that they were looking for a... Um, a, a videographer to come and just make a you know a walk through like a video of some of their stuff and they were getting quotes for like fifteen thousand dollars and I was like Jesus it, it, it is painful for me to hear that because the, what a videographer can benefit from doing that for them for for free mm. in terms of that sustainable you know income that they can get for, for basically all the years that they're going to be in operation why would you not be why would you not be doing everything you can to, to help a venue that can then reciprocate in kind? And like I said, we've got all the tools, man, to, to get what they need, right? So we get out to those venues, 
what are their problems, help them solve their headaches. Maybe it's midweek weddings. Maybe that's their issue. Like they, they've got no issues on, on the weekends, but they love to get more income during the week. All right, well, how can we solve that? Can we put a little package together, a little micro weddings or something? Uh, maybe they come, mm-hmm. they have a great meal, they stay on site if they can. What would that package look like? Uh, do we do engagement shoots there at your wedding venue? So then collectively, you're getting couples who are considering getting married, haven't booked a venue yet, exposing themselves, visualizing themselves at their venue. Like, you know, it's couples who are likely to then get married there. Plus you're getting great photos of the venue. They're seeing everything you're doing to help them get bookings at the same time, creating content for them, creating content for yourself, getting your own experience, then shooting at the venues. Like, there's no shortage of stuff that you uh, that you could be doing if that is the approach you take. And, and I strongly recommend that of all the avenues to, to getting leads, going down that venue path is, uh, is one that you should consider. 100%. We've just come off the back of we went out to Immerse last uh, Wednesday or Thursday and um, we did a f- were there for a couple of hours, did a full video, walk around tour, me and Riley talking to camera, 15-minute video, and we sat down with Katie, the general manager, did a podcast, and now we've just got a blog up as well. So basically covered all avenues there. We've got photos from previous weddings um, that we've just chucked up. We also got still frames from our videos to, and we, we're just going to edit those and then chuck them up as well. So Dude, and that was only amazing. a couple of hours. So, Are you um, going to tell me that she didn't notice you guys then? Like, like not to mention, exactly. hey, you've got some downtime here, some one-on-one FaceTime with the, with the decision makers. Um, doing something fresh that they, you know, like interviewing them, asking them their opinions mm. on stuff. Because obviously they've been in this game a long time. So everyone loves to be asked for their for their opinions, their knowledge, be able to offer that. I mean, that's a great idea. And I would love to, if we were to check in in 10 years' time, how much collective income had you made from that investment of a couple of hours? And mm. what else could you have done? Like if you had spent instead a couple of hours on your Instagram, writing cool captions, making a freaking dance video, how many years worth of income are you getting from that, right? So they're like, what's exactly. the ROI here? Exactly. So yeah, we're, and we've got a few more wedding venues lined up. I think we've got three or four as well next week and the week after. So we're really getting on top of it, which is because um, we heard on your podcast, I think it was your podcast and I heard on, a, on another one, there's one of Jai Long's as well. He was just saying, go out there, do a video tour. Um, there's no cost to us apart from just our time. And yes, we could charge for that. And every time we send out an email to our venue, like, are we paying for this? And like, no, no, it's mutually beneficial. Like, um, we get to showcase your venue and we get to advertise your venue. And couples are going to always go to the venue first when they start their wedding process. So we're hoping that they're going to find us and get to know us personally and hopefully book us as their videographer or photographer. Makes sense, right? Like, like, what, where's the argument against that? I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, because it is so hard to compete on the recommended list now. It is, but once you're on there and they and they like you and you're consistently thinking of them when you're when you're working, right? So we'll get shots for the venue. We'll make sure that I'm setting this their way. Like they've got their own headaches, right? Their own socials. So as much of that mm. work that you can do for them, the better. Um, so I think once you get on there, it's it's a snowballing thing. So the more you're on there, the more you're recommended, the more you're shooting there. The, the easier it is for couples to find you. You basically then, like, unless you really stuff up or you're a bit of a dick, um, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be getting off that list. 100%. What were you going to say, Riley? I was just going to say, like, um, well, going back to what Geordie's point he made before about, you know, like, it might take 12 months for that to kick in. Like, I think it's good to not get disheartened if you don't get a return on that instantly. Um, it's probably one of those things where, and you'd, you'd probably know the best, like, how long does it actually take for 
you know, if you're going out and you're writing all these blogs for these venues and you're shooting, you know, free photos of what their chapel looks like and, and their grounds and staff and all this sort of stuff, like, you know, how, how long did it find for you? Did it take before it actually became something that was, you know, a, um, you know, continual, sorry, continually bringing in leads, strong leads, um, and actually, you know, was, was benefit for that time that you put in all those, you know, months, years beforehand. Right. That's a great question, man. And I want, I, I will, it's, I think a good opportunity to say, yeah, it is not instantaneous, man. It's not like you you put a couple of hours in and then you got a flooded calendar. Um, I think my first year shooting, I think I shot two or three uh, weddings, um, and that was you know friends basically. Um, so it is not instantaneous. It's definitely a, a long game. Um, but once you've got that long game sorted and uh you've got conviction in it working um which i can tell you right now it, it worked really well for me um sounds like it's going to work really well for you guys as well um it it just pays dividends for the rest of your career um so yeah i think if you're looking for something more urgent then i would probably be going down that uh that engagement shoot path where you're getting couples who are engaged who, and getting and doing that at venues and then I think once people are with you and they've got photos of the like and they've got a rapport with you and like they want to feel comfortable with a with a photographer. So if they already know that, um, hey, I've shot with this guy before um, or girl before. And yeah, I'd love to have you as part of the day. Like you, do, you don't want to be running a risk on your wedding day. You don't want to be taking a risk on. So if you already know what it's like, hey, love their photos, love how I was around them. That's uh, and I was needing to get income right away. That's probably how I'd be uh, doing it. And the good thing is it's, double-edged because you you're meeting client sorry you're meeting couples who are about to get married and you're also doing work for your venues doing shoots at uh at those venues hopefully booking them in at the venues mm. you want to be shooting at helping everyone create get their get their content so that's probably what i'll be doing i love it there yeah, that sums up basically yeah we wanted to do that deep dive into you know how to get started. And I think that is how you start. Like you don't even have to visit a venue to start writing a blog. Like, there's so much information out there these days. Um, and yeah, if you just go on the grounds, ask, can I go take a few photos, a few videos and get started that way? Facebook advertising. Um, there's so many different ways you can, you can snag leads these days. And we're, we're all over multiple different um, sources. So we're just diving basically now. So I think, We've only just learned, like, we have to actually go to the venues first. So that's why we're just doing this massive push on venues. And we're like, why didn't we do this two years ago? We've been two years now. We've been looking back on, thank God we did that. But um, obviously, business is, you know, an ever learning experience. Always, it is, man. Trying yeah. to stay on top of things. So and, getting and into a bit more business. You've done it. You've done it now. Yeah. So exactly. Could have, would have, should have beforehand. No amount of, I should have done that is actually going to help your mental state or your business. So it's like, oh, what can I do right now going forward? And you guys have done it. 100%. So I did hear on a podcast, I think it was Epic, Epic Weddings podcast um, with the boys. Um, you did accounting back in the day. So I wanted to ask you a question around some tips for aspiring creatives or creatives in general um, managing their money and their financials. Um, yep. So like for me, probably the biggest part in terms of managing your money is money, managing your time. Um, so that's risk and return, man. Like, so, all right, what, what am I doing that's actually bringing in the income? How can I focus my time on that? Am I, am I saying no to opportunities to 
to earn that income because I'm too busy doing other things that either somebody else could be doing or could be automated. And as a, as a wedding photographer, you've got a chance to earn hundreds of dollars an hour. So I want to be making sure I'm, I'm doing that as often as I can. I do not want to be, oh, I'm, I'm capped at 20 weddings because I'm, yeah, I'm burnout otherwise because I've got all these social posts and all these blogs to write. Um, so I don't, know, I don't want to be saying no to hundreds of dollars an hour um, so that I can do something that somebody else could be doing for $7 an hour. Um, if I could give financial advice, it'd be, that'd be my number one thing. Love it. Love it. And what is it, what is it the biggest problem you're facing day to day at the moment? Obviously you've got your wife now covering the photography side of your business. Um, and I'm sure you're managing, I can see you delving into the software realm with vendor details and, um, apps and those sort of things. So what is the biggest problem you're facing day to day now in your business? Um, that is a good, uh, that is a good question. Cause I, I mean, I'm fixated on like where those problems are, how do yeah. I, how do I solve it? What are the, what is you're probably the on top of them, but is there like one that you're like working on at the moment? A sticking point at the, uh, at the moment, I guess. So as, as my business, uh, grows, there's always, it's the unexpected things that, that happen when you're trying to start new things that, uh, especially when things are out of your control or out of your zone of out of your particular zone of genius right so stuff like development like i don't know anything about it like i work with a developer you know or, or if it's design or whatever um so when when i'm relying on people to do things that i don't understand myself um that's i guess an unknown that uh you know can't uh, can't control but at the same mm. time i would never suggest not to do it for that reason all right so i would never suggest oh don't you know don't get a designer, don't get a web developer because you don't understand it. Um, but if I had to pick something, um, yeah, that would probably uh, be it. Cause I, I don't know, I've got a lot of plans for a lot of different things that I want to, um, that I want to do. Maybe it's, maybe it's my own, I don't know, management. Um, Cause I see a lot of opportunities out there. I see a lot of headaches that we're all experiencing and I think there's great solutions for them. Um, mm. And, but then I have to be, I'm limited by what I can, yeah. what I can, it's like which one do you do myself or describe first? myself? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, there's just there's so, so many great resources <laughs> out of there of how to teach yourself and how to learn how to manage your own uh, your own time and everything. So often the time it is often it is just all right. I didn't actually do that uh, that thing that I've learned. And like you said before, you know, the one thing there's a great book called The One Thing actually as well. It's like all right, sitting down and actually, what is this thing that's going to be the if I was to do nothing else at all and only this. Um, uh, what would have the biggest impact on, on not just my business, but on my life. Mm. Um, but I think I also do that, do that well. Um, definitely. You definitely do that well. Like um, <laughs> no, you definitely do that well. By the, your, um, your experience and how you built that business, especially to now, which we're going to jump onto our, our next topic now is wedding workflows. So um, for those that don't know what it is, what is wedding workflows? So there's this, this parable from um, a book that I like, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, that I feel like relates to, to what we do. And it's called, it's chapter, it's, it's chapter seven, the seventh habit um, called Sharpen the Saw. Um, and uh, basically it's walking through a forest and, uh, and you hear this guy sweating and, and laboring and he's um, and you're like, what's, uh, what's going on, mate? What are you doing? He's like, mate, can't you see? I'm trying to saw down this tree. He's like, oh, geez, it looks looks bloody hard. He's like, yeah, right. It's hard. I've been at this freaking five hours, man. He said, well, you, well, 
you know, I reckon, why don't you take a break and, uh, and sharpen that saw and I think it'll be faster. I said, mate, <laughs> um, can't you see? I'm, uh, I don't have time to sharpen the saw. I'm too busy sawing. Um, and so what we try to do is, is help people recognize those opportunities where, uh, hey, there might be a better way to, uh, to do this. Um, so basically we around automation and outsourcing, um, I think there's a, those are two ways that can really help you be more efficient in your business so that you can actually spend that time and your zone of genius doing those, those high priority tasks that are actually earning you the money, which is going out and shooting weddings or doing the things that, that light you up um, outside of work. Because it's, like I said, at the, at the very start of this podcast, I think there's things that you can't afford not to do when it comes to spending time on yourself with your family. Um, so yeah, I think we help with those procedural tasks. And, and the good thing is with, with, with weddings, because it's, it's often the same procedure every time it's, it's completely set up for, for automation and outsourcing. So if you're not doing it, that's a really great place to, uh, to start. Although at first I would start with securing leads, getting those sustainable leads, mm. putting my time into that. Once I've got them coming in, all right, how can I make my business more efficient? What can I automate? And then anything that can't be automated, what can I outsource? So Love it. for someone um, starting out and if they're going, oh, well, you know, I, I can do all these things, do what do I need a VA for? Is there anything that you can say to someone, obviously saying time management and getting things back, but if someone's not sure when to take that step or is there any particular time you'd recommend going like, okay, this is when you should look into getting a VA or even getting a VA for anything in particular? Um, yeah, great question, man. Cause that's basically everyone, every, every single one of us would have started out putting ourselves in this position, building this business off the back of us being able to do everything, right? That's our superhero, superhero ability that we're actually able to learn to do all these different things ourselves, make our websites ourselves, do our marketing ourselves, do the accounting ourselves, learn to shoot, learn to email, learn to talk, learn to copyright. Um, so that's how we get into this business in the first place. So it's kind of counterintuitive to then go, all right, now I need to start finding someone else to do it. But I would just say the moment you are feeling like um, you cannot accept new jobs, you can't earn more income because you're too busy handling the, those jobs you previously have, or you don't have time to look after yourself or to spend that time with the people you love, that's when it's start to well, that's when it's time to, to look to outsource. But before I would look to outsource, I would look to automate. Um, okay, how much time mm. am I spending repeatedly doing the same thing that could be automated? So a great CRM, a great workflow that's going to take your couples on a fantastic client journey, um, solve their problems, reduce your headaches, um, basically, yeah, make them Raven fans before you even show up on the wedding day. I'd be looking to do that first. It's going to buy you that time because there is an emotional cycle of change when it does come to starting to outsource or working with uh, whether that's a new editor or a new virtual assistant, it will actually get harder before it gets easier. And most people will give up at that getting harder stage. Um, so there is a process and you do, uh, it, it's like being too busy to sharpen the saw, right? Um, you do have to put that time in first. And Abraham Lincoln, if I, if I had six hours to chop a tree down, I would spend four of it sharpening the ax. Um, so you kind of do have to, yeah focus on uh, the longevity of getting your system, getting your processes right. And most people cannot and will not. So it doesn't surprise me if, if there's a lot of people thinking that they won't. But for those that do, they're going to be sitting in the position that you guys are right now where you've got time in your hands to look at, all right, what other avenues, what other businesses can I build here? Um, and it gives you an incredible, uh, incredible power to make the most out of the time you have and out of your own capabilities. Not many people We'll get to find out what they're capable of, right? There's usually a very big disparity between what you're capable of and, and what you're currently doing. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a really good way of of putting it, and I think it's just something that everyone needs to consider. And I think being in a creative industry as well, like it's hard to let go of some of these tasks <clears throat> as well. You know, you you've started this process because you want to be the one to give all the you know the couple of these amazing photos of these amazing videos, or you know a, a, the the service as a celebrant, or these amazing you know flower things as as florists like bundles and whatnot. But I think you realize, and you're saying what you actually can achieve if you just let go a little bit and bring someone else in that can just, you're not also, you're not necessarily giving the task away. You're just elevating yourself to where you can do things in a better area, I guess. Definitely, um, man. So Even if, if that is, if, sorry, go on. Sorry, right. No, 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 no you're, you're, you're the, you're the, you're the pro here, mate. You speak. <laughs> um, but like, like, even in it, like in that example of even creating like you know, a better experience for your couples, even if that is, oh, I don't have time to go out and meet with them, but I want to, or like you could, you could, you could like, you know, stuff like building slideshows, man, the, the blog mm. process, I don't know, posting the socials, building carousels, like none of that is, is your zone of genius, right? You're not put on the planet to do that stuff, right? That's procedural tasks. So if you wanted to have more time with your couples making their journey, then, then you start outsourcing that and then pick up the phone you go out and you have beers with them like a, there's a mate of mine dave lepage that uh that he spends a, a large chunk of his, his time with every couple shooting filming engagement sessions guaranteed meeting with them a couple of times a bar so they literally are like this close by the time they get around to that uh to that wedding day so if that's a priority of yours then there's definitely things that you can automate or outsource to make sure you've got the time for that so if someone was to go to you and say, Rick, I, I think I need a VA, but I've just got no idea where to start. You know, do these VAs come with any, you know, training? Um, do you, through the wedding workplace, will you sit down with them and go, like, we would recommend this person to you? Or is there any, like, when you assign a VA to someone, um, do you have, give them basic pre-training um, to then obviously then work with whoever the creator is to, I guess, tackle the task that they need done? That's right, man. So the good thing about what we do is that we, we, we serve wedding professionals, right? So all our resource hub of how to do tasks that wedding professionals typically do, they've already been, um, we've already created the operating procedures They come to the training beforehand. So every VA knows how to design an album, do, do those reviews, knows how to make the Instagram carousels, knows how to make slideshows, blog posts, all that stuff that it would take a long time for you to train, um, they've already come trained. Because um, because that's something that I realized just like with the with the workflow like hey this is something that's taken me forever to to build up to now I've got this great operating you know procedure um, resource hub what's actually stopping anyone else from benefiting from this as well because I've done the hard work of putting this all together the step by step process of how to do this stuff to run my business to the point that I don't even need to do anything now um, if that's of an interest to you as a photographer then yeah, you want to go to a, a place that already has that in uh, in place to, to save you the time of having put it all together yourself. Once again, don't re don't re don't reinvent the wheel um, once there's already a place selling wheels down the road, right? Um, so yeah, that's what uh, that's what we provide. But that's not to say there's you know I'm sure there's other fantastic uh, people out there as well. And they might be wedding photographers themselves that have time that can uh, help you out on things that they're particularly good at. Maybe that is editing or album design, blog creation. Um, so there shouldn't be any shortage of people with the knowledge you need willing to do a task to make sure you've got the time to go out and spend your time how you want to do it, doing the thing you love doing that lights you up. No, that's uh, no, 100%. Obviously, uh, we touched on it briefly before, but you've sort of created your exit plan uh, when it comes to shooting weddings 
um, on your own and, and you've now working in the space of having associate shooters, you know, step in, step in for you. Is there things that um, I guess you learned setting up the VAs for other creators that have helped? And is there anything that you, you thought like you might've completely missed in coming into, you know, almost you've had VAs come on to outsource your back end, but now you're bringing people into basically outsource yourself. Um, yeah. so is there anything that you've, you've learned in that process, um, of, of making yeah. that switch? Yeah. Well, I guess on that exit strategy, cause it really is just, just the, the next step, right? So, um, basically I realized anytime you're in possession of knowledge that other people could benefit from, then you've, you've, you've got something that you could probably sell. Um, and there is obviously a a divide between those with the leads and those who want the work. Um, and so if you've done the hard work that we've, all the things that we've talked about before, and you're getting those sustainable leads, um, there is no shortage of people there that it will not do that hard work that I great photographers are great with people, um, but are reliant on, uh, on someone else providing those leads, then you've got a great foundation for a business where you can offer that. Um, and so, yeah, I guess with me, systematizing so much of my business previously, I was also able to systematize how I shoot and how I shoot at certain venues. And because I stay local, there's like basically a handful of venues that I know incredibly well that I can then teach and train photographers on, hey, this is what to do if it's raining. This is what to do if you get a 20 person bridal party. Um, this is where you're gonna take the, the family photo if it's super sunny, sorry, the, the big group shot, all the things that um, someone would otherwise have to learn the hard way. I know how to, train and provide a great service um, for the couples because I've got photographers going through. It's basically the, the next best thing to, to me is photographers trained by me and how I shoot and what I look for and the, the things that I've learned at shooting at these venues so many times. And then it does not take very long for those associates to start getting that same, that same experience, right? So yeah, I, I mean, I, I can only be physically in one place at one time. So as soon as you start doing this, it just means you obviously you can do, you know, multiple weddings on, on, on a Saturday. Otherwise you kind of reduce to, you know, perhaps how many Saturdays, Fridays there are in the year um, where we can really make our income. Um, and then the good thing is if you've also put your time into making an incredible client journey, your couples are benefiting from that. So they're, they're benefiting from all the experience and authority that you have on not just getting married at that venue, but getting ready in that township, um, you know, places where to stay, where to go the day after. Um, all that stuff. So you can still provide so much, uh, so much value to your couples running an, a, an associate system. Absolutely. So how many? Just a board Riley to tears, and he's just, uh, just jumped off. So sorry <laughs> about jump, that. He's yeah. jumping back in. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you have uh, online software. So this is why we don't get into software. Rick, like like I said, man, the things outside of your control. Uh... <laughs> That's right. This is why he's recording locally. So I'm going to finish this off here. So, how, like, how many VAs do you have at the moment? So um, I've heard you talk about there's people that do your zero reconciliations, um, obviously your backend, social media, workflows, lead management, all that. So how many have you got going on at the moment? So for myself, um, well, my, my wife is full time. Um, I have two executives that, uh, that help me run wedding workflows. I have another VA um, who helps me with the photographer side of the business plus an editor, plus a developer. Um, and then a lot of team leads as well that, uh, that manage then the, the virtual assistants that are, that are there working for other wedding professionals. But for my, like, you know, I, when I first started out, like that's obviously excessive, but you know, one virtual assistant um, is gonna do a hell of a lot for you. 
even if it's like 10 hours a week, man, you can't tell me there's not 10 hours of procedural stuff that you'd rather not be doing in your week. Yeah. I think you did touch on the important thing is to not get disheartened if it gets really hard to train someone how you do, because you're basically trying to put your brain into someone else, um, in a way. So, and you know, they don't necessarily live in this country and everything's new and they go on, you know, they just have different upbringings and all that sort of thing. So actually teaching them how to do things is very different for them. So everything for them is like basically new. It's like you learning how to, if you've never done written a line of code before, it's like, you can't just chuck on a start developing this program, start building this software. So it's actually step by step step and I nearly frame it as like, if I was teaching a kindergarten kid, like really, really simple tasks to start and really simple um, points that you're bringing across. Obviously, Loom is a really good tool because you can actually talk and show um, your VAs exactly what to do in the in a live setting um, and they can actually pick up on it. They can rewatch it as many times as they want, as well as creating standard operating procedures, which is basically just a word document um, of how to do things. So if that VA ever gets sick or, you know, unfortunately leaves your team, someone can just slot straight in, look at that and just get going straight away. Couldn't have said it better, man. Yeah. So a big part of that is, I guess, the task selection, right? So the time when you're first starting out, um, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, ask your VA to just answer all your emails, right? That's something we, we typically do get uh, do get asked. Obviously, that's a pain point for a lot of people. But um, yeah, how does a VA who's just starting out know exactly what's in your head and have the knowledge and experience of everything you've had your entire career? So when couples are asking, hey, we've got a ceremony time at uh, five o'clock, do you think we should be doing a, a first look? And where would we be doing that first look if we were to, to do it? Yeah, that's very specific to your knowledge, very difficult for a virtual assistant to jump in there and do that. But so there are a lot of procedural tasks out there that do not require that. So it's like, all right, as you start doing a task, as you start contemplating the idea of having your first virtual assistant, just think about everything you're doing and like, you're like, okay, what am I doing here? Is this something I could outsource? Is this something I could create an operating procedure? Like you say, that anyone could follow. Is this a step-by-step process? What would that look like? What could go wrong if somebody's reading this? And we do usually have a really bad ability at, um, seeing where something might go wrong because it's it's in our head it's straightforward for us especially if we've never taught anyone to do anything you know like that before in our lives um a great example before you said of of, you know trying to teach yourself to code just think about anything that you don't know how to do really well and somebody teaching you that that is really good um myself i cannot for the life of me make a uh, a meal for my wife that she likes um just cannot get the right amount of salt water whatever it is oil perfectly correct. And for her, it's really, really easy. She can't understand why I'm so stupid. Um, (laughs) But I really need, all right, how many milliliter, at what stage, at what time? Um, But yeah, look, the good thing is with with the wedding businesses, there really is so many procedural, so much procedural stuff that does take up like 90% of our time that that can be outsourced, that we can make a document for Mm. or use one of ours if it's a a task that we've already got um, an operating procedure for. But uh, yeah. Like you get a, a great example of Loom, which is a video, like a screen recording um, software. So if we're talking like, I don't know, your particular way of designing albums, you can record yourself designing an album, talking through those changes. This is what I'm doing and why. And then when mm-hmm. your virtual assistant 
has a shot at it. You can record yourself going over that, right? I see what you did here. I remember asking you to do that. In this instance, I wouldn't because of this, this, and this. And in that way, you can have a back and forth until they're finally getting something that across the line, you're like, yep, this is how I would have done it or close to how I would have done it. Yep. Which is also 100%. an important thing. Yeah. And, and you can, that's why Loom's such a great tool is that you can look back. Like it's just, it's there. But however long you want it there, it's there. Yeah you know, your ideas and how you do things. It's always, it's funny because I'm training, about to train my wife, actually. She's um, taken over some social media stuff for um, a sporting club. And I'm, I got given the job. I was like, I can't, but I don't have the time. So she, I was like, do you want to do it? So I'm literally just going to show her on Loom how to do it and she'll know how to do it. Um, That's it. Yeah. So it's scenario, you tool. go back and rewatch it. Right? Exactly. It's a lot of stuff, like, this is what to do. This is where I click now. I'm going to drag that. Or if there is a creative element, this is what I'm looking for. These are the types of pictures that I'm going to be uh, looking for. Um, and then she can have a crack and then you can, you can record yourself going over that exactly. or tell the first person. Yeah. Such an awesome tool and it's free too. So yeah. make sure you jump on Loom. So how can creatives get started with wedding workflows? How do they contact um, you? Jump yeah. on the website. If you head to weddingworkflows.com, so I'd start by, look, they've got great free resources on there. Um, if you'd like to look at how I write or an example of uh, an email template, if you're looking to get um, our workflow, my wedding workflow that you can that we will install into your uh, CRM if you have Studio Ninja or you can get a, a PDF, a downloaded PDF. But there's a lead response, uh, a new lead response there. So you can download that for free. You can have a look at, at how I respond to my couples to try to show authority and try to show some uh, some urgency, um, give them examples of my work, what I specifically like about their specific venues. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a really great place to start. And the good thing I like about venue specific templates as well is that it just means that I can get a virtual assistant to then handle all those leads. So all that time it, it takes you when you get leads coming in of, of responding to them or if I'm not booked, responding to that as well, that's something that somebody else can do for you. If you are looking at a, a virtual assistant, you can head to the virtual assistant page there and you can have a look at our free task guide, right? So this is an idea of some of the things that you can outsource, that we do outsource, that we have operating procedures for and see if any of those things uh, tickle your fancy in terms of tasks that you would never have to do again. They're like, does that does that light you up looking at these tasks? They're like, oh, okay, so I never have to do this thing again in my life. Um, then, then yeah, you might like to uh, get started. And if that's the case, you, you head to the, the call page. Absolutely. So head over to weddingworkflows.com. That's right. Um, and have a look. You've got all the pricing info. As you said, there's free guys. I literally just downloaded your task guide yesterday and I've just reading through it going how have you provided this for free like it's given us so many ideas like there's so many generic things you can be like oh yeah just social media just this this but you've got like 40 different things in there now it's opened my my, my mind to go actually yes you can chuck a VA in all these different roles why don't i think of that so loving what's so much different so much so different stuff out there as well that you can even with podcasting obviously as you go through it you're like oh, all these painful things but you know every single podcast probably there's a pretty similar procedure that has to happen that, uh, mm. that can be outsourced um, I will also say there's a great, uh, sorry, sorry, Jordan, go for it, mate. There you go. Um, and if nothing else, there's a, a vendor details app that we uh, that we made that is also mm. free. So if you head to vendordetails.com um, and if you are someone that doesn't love uh, inputting the same details of vendors, business name, email address, Instagram handle, website, um, every single wedding, and that's not something you like asking of your couples to do or you find that they don't do, then uh, this is an online database that wants once one vendor's details are in there, then it's available for the next person. It's a global database that they can then start typing and it'll come out with dual pixel once you start typing mm -hmm. DUA. And then all the details are in there. 
it serves it to you in a way where you can easily copy and paste straight into your Instagram caption or straight into your website, straight into an email. Um, just saves you a ton of unnecessary time. So you can jump on that and start using that for free as well. Absolutely. We've just signed up to that too and we're about to delve deep into that, add it to our workflow. So congratulations on actually developing that software because I know a little bit of background tech. Uh, I've got a little bit of software background. I know how hard it is to it is, man. find God, what to, you know, I think I kind of know what platform you built it off and I know how hard that platform is even just to get started. And then obviously you've got a virtual assistant to then chuck all the, your ideas and stuff on there going, oh, I don't know how to do that. Like that's going to take me three months to do, add that one little feature. And you think it's so simple, like just add it. And it's like, no, like it's so hard to build software. So congratulations on building that. That's going to save us so much time um, and it's free. So like, I don't know That's how it's idea. free. <laughs> um, so the, the, the goal of that was to teach myself just another thing that I've never done before that, uh, and to make sure that I execute. I mean, it obviously it gets better the more people use it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so the more, the more vendors more are feedback. getting put in there all over the world, obviously the, the, the database grows. Um, so yeah, anyway, get, uh, get amongst it. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, so I, I appreciate I, I appreciate that, uh, that you do know how difficult it is. Yeah. Software is not, uh, it's no. not easy. Uh, I almost wouldn't recommend <laughs> starting out in, in anything like that. But it's um, yeah, just something else I wanted to see. I just wanted to test myself. Like, right, yeah, here's, here's a problem that I find that there's not currently a solution for. This really seems like a, a large chunk of wasted time, yeah. both myself and of my couples. Every yeah. single wedding, what uh, what would a solution look like? How would I make it happen? Let's, let's see if I can do it. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those, what, software is just one of those things where you just get constant problems and it's all user feedback. So you need that user feedback. So as we will go through it, we'll, if we find something, we'll send it over to you and at least you've got that. If you don't get that, you don't know if something's wrong. So um, You're absolutely right, as I mate. said, absolutely right. Yeah. congratulations on getting that. So go head over to vendordetails.com if you're a wedding creative. doesn't You don't even have to be a photographer. You could be a florist, celebrant, Correct. whatever. Jump on there. It's a free resource. So last question. We'll wrap it up here. Um, your best bit of advice for a wedding creative starting out or maybe just struggling? Best bit of advice for, okay. Um, I would build those vendor, sorry, venue relationships. Like if I was to pinpoint one thing that I think I've done well in my career that has made the biggest impact, right? Uh, that if I was to do nothing else, would I still have a business um, in terms of marketing? And that's just building those venue relationships, right? For the amount of time that you can invest into doing that versus the benefit that you get over the course of your career um i don't think it's a better use of your time couldn't agree more that's why we're we're on we're right on it now so thanks mate thanks for uh jumping on really really appreciate it. as you said time is an infinite is a, a finite resource um and we really appreciate it. it's been quite a long one hour and a half here and um you've probably got more important things to do than jump on a podcast and we really 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 appreciate it that you jump on um Always got time to, uh, good time to chat, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. No worries. So, and I'll just say, and I'll just say goodbye. I'm still here. I'm still here. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know, we've looked up to you since day dot. You know, everything that you've done, not just the photos that you take, the photos that you take, the process that you do, and how you make life easier, easier for people in our position and people in the industry. So for that, for that, yeah, thanks so much. And it's been awesome chatting to you this morning, and this morning, and and your brain, picking your brain a little bit, and hopefully get something out of this. Because I know we definitely will. We definitely have. Dude, it's so thrilling watching you boys going out and get it, seeing what you're doing, seeing what you're making. Um, it's honestly so exciting um, and very, very happy for you guys. Um, 
So thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate uh, it. Legend. No worries. So yeah, if you need anything, if you want to get in touch with Rick, if you want him um, you know, at your wedding or um, you want to jump on weddingworkflows.com or vendordetails.com, head over there. We'll include all the, the links in our in our show notes. So jump in there, have a look around. And yeah, thanks, Rick, for jumping on. Pleasure, boys. Appreciate Peace. it. See you guys. See you, mate.